there's a missed opportunity right now in this emerging area we call social commerce that is linking your e-commerce with this still rapidly growing area of social media. So Facebook and Instagram too, in particular, where people are reading material, they're clicking on an ad. How do you best bridge for that experience going to your site? Hello and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. I'm your host, Norbert Strappler, the CEO of SyncSpider. Hello and welcome to the Ecom Ops podcast. My name is Norbert and today I'm talking to Bob from Famous. Bob, how are you? Welcome to the show. Norbert, thank you very much. I got to tell you, I've listened to your podcast several times. I really liked it a lot, so I appreciate it. Oh, really? I have. First time saying this. Thank you very much. (laughs) That's just kidding. Uh, People are missing an opportunity. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, um, Bob, it's really great to hear you here. Um, You you are helping um, merchants to power up their landing pages, make beautiful branded shopping experience without code. Tell us a bit more about that. Sure. So I've been the CEO at Famous here uh, since fall of la- October of last year. And what we saw, Norbert, was that people were building out their e-commerce experiences, focusing on the back end quite a bit. You know, get the logistics, yeah. get the payments, the dropship, et cetera. And just barely getting into the storefront, uh, our, partner is, our first partner is Shopify. And Shopify provides a reasonable storefront, but they all look alike. So if you've got a product or a set of products you really want to Mm -hmm. see pop and create engaging experiences with your merchants, and we call these landing pages on steroids, I suppose, uh, we provide... I love that. that. (laughs) (laughs) I really love that. I love that. (laughs) It's easy to use. Uh, It uh, really takes your your, your, some key products and gets more engagement. And more engagement means more sales conversions. That's what we're all about. That's awesome. And how do you do this? Is it it, uh, uh, doing... You, your team for the customers, or is it drag and drop that users can use, or how, how does it work? It's a software application that uh, I, I, right now it's a what users use. We sell to designers, but more often we sell to actual Shopify merchants. We have a terrific onboarding capability where merchants just pick it up themselves, and we like you know it's a democratizing great design. Over time, we're going to make it easier and easier to use. We're headed towards a drag and drop capability. Not quite there yet, but our customers are doing quite well with the product right now. Awesome. Um, how did you get into e-commerce at all? So wh- why all this? My background is largely big high-tech infrastructure companies, well-known brands, Hewlett-Packard, Oracle, Dell EMC, uh, later in my career, I had a couple of C-level jobs helping companies that had great product, didn't quite have product market fit, bridge that gap, grow, and then sell for an exit. I saw that here at Famous, a terrific product where we create really cool videos and animations that the company wasn't getting quite the traction it needed, saw the opportunity in e-commerce. Uh, one of our strengths is mobile. 
80, almost 80% of e-commerce is mobile. So I saw this rich mobile experience we could take to a great market. E-commerce is going very rapidly. It seemed like a great fit. Yeah, perfect. Now, what I've seen on your website is you have um, two pricing plans, Pro and Pro Unlimited, annual and monthly paid. So users can decide. How did you do research about pricing? How did you decide to go with those two plans and why the price you have? I wish I could tell you there was a whole team of PhDs doing deep analysis, but that would not be the truth. We, <laughs> we, we originated in the web development space. Yeah. Um, when we left that, we moved to e-commerce. And I, I just the e-commerce commanded a higher price point than web development because money is exchanging hands. So we took a look at the trends for, look, there's no identical product, but similar products in the e-commerce space. And that really gave us the guardrails. Okay, looking at the competitors, choosing the price, that's it. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, this is, this is the competition-based pricing strategies really often taken. So um, nothing wrong in there. Um, and, and very interesting to, to see about that, um, how, how several companies do their, their pricing strategy. Um, well, on your website, your company says about um, its culture. We are a small team of doers and achievers, a team of passionate engineers, designers, and visionaries creating an amazing tool. We are open, honest, and give everything to help uh, build a better tool. Uh, we hope to make your life easier. Our culture is inclusive, friendly, and empowering, and we all enjoy what we do very much. That's pretty amazing work, actually, what you're saying here. How do you um, go about um, uh, fostering this kind of culture? And uh, are there any secrets um, to, to uh, maintain that? I worked for a very good CEO about six or seven years ago for a company we actually sold to Hewlett Packard. Mm. Um, and he big taught exit. me a lot. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a nice exit. <laughs> a nice exit. He taught me about two words, diversity and kindness, that I think go a long way towards building a great culture. So in the world of diversity at Famous, I'm very proud that 55% of our management team is in fact female. So we do a good job of gender diversity. We've got more work to do on other levers, but it's a very good start. Uh, in terms of kindness, you know, for any CEO, Glassdoor is kind of your proxy for how you're doing. And I will tell you, prior to my arrival there, the Glassdoor stores weren't so good. Uh, you'll see a number of stores there right now in 2021 saying very good things. I think the people, they, and what they appreciate is a solid strategy, focus, not changing things every week so they know what to do every day, and recognizing great work and creating a culture of psychological safety. That's all there is to it. That's nice. Thank you. Um, what mistakes would you say brands are making um, when it comes to their advertising strategy, um, especially on platforms like Facebook and Instagram? I think, Norbert, there's a missed opportunity right now in this emerging area we call social commerce that is linking your e-commerce with this still rapidly growing area of social media. So Facebook and Instagram too, in particular, where people are reading material, they're clicking on an ad, How do you best bridge for that experience going to your site? There's a lot of focus on just building the bricks and mortar. 
Merchants, businesses need to make that experience engaging. I think that's a big, big missed opportunity that we you know, traditionally call that social commerce. Mm -hmm. And uh, do, do you see already, um, um, you say missed opportunity, but do you see any um, positive results on, uh, on this social commerce? So do you see already brands running their, st their stores um, also on Facebook and Instagram and really getting revenue out there? Well, you know, my purview is through Famous, so we have customers doing that really well right now. Uh, one of them I like a lot is a company uh, actually in Northern California called Kids Italia, where they sell high-end children's clothing. So when you've got an experience like Famous, you really want to see how the fabric moves. You want to connect with it. And having a rich, engaging video and animation like we provide you which is backing up that discovery of Kids Italia on social media is what is making them successful and famous. In fact, I, I will tell you, our customers share with us, Norbert, that within two months of using Famous, products they use with Famous see an uptick in sales of 35%. I can't make this stuff up. They're telling us that because they see that rich experience. That's cool. Wow. wow that's, that's a great scale uh, scalability that you uh, have here. Now, what would you recommend a vendor that is selling um, premium products, so really high products to really um, show or make, make the product outstanding um, to, uh, to, to, to let the visitor see, oh, this is a premium product. I am willing to pay more for that. What would you, would you recommend such people? We work with uh, a handful of design firms and we actually have those conversations with them. And what I hear consistently from that audience is that they work with those clients to create these engaging experiences. That's why they're design firms. As I mentioned before, customers want to look and essentially touch and feel and connect with the product. Mm -hmm. Once you do that and create that emotional trigger, then you really have market permission to charge a premium for the product, but you have to have that emotional connection. Mm -hmm. And do you think that such premium products are also sellable on marketplaces like um, Amazon, eBay, Walmart? Well, I think they're sellable, um, and I think the results speak for themselves. Those three sites sell from top to bottom. The, the problem is, as you, I think you were alluding to, you're lumped in with a lot of um, lower-level, lower-value brands. I think what you're seeing today in the e-commerce space is that there's high volume and high value, and the two rarely cross. So while more and more premium brands are going on to Shopify, or Salesforce or others, but Shopify is getting a lot of these premium brands like Nestle, Tesla, PepsiCo. They want to make sure that they're looking at this in terms of high value as opposed to the high volume because those are two different universes for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure, absolutely. The premium products is, is always hard and for the, for the um, um, yeah, let's say mass products, you're so comparable. This, mm -hmm. this is really um, hard. Um, Tell me a bit about automations. So uh, what do you think about automations? Are they needed? Is this something that you like? At Famous, uh, even though we're a startup, we're a big believer in automation. Now, I'm in the Silicon Valley, so you can imagine my slant's a little different <laughs> than some of maybe, you know, some small unknown town in the Midwest. But um, we use Pendo for our application so it can actually show us how the users are using the product. Pendo can help the users navigate through the product and have an experience and a step through for their onboarding. We use Zoho for our, uh, our marketing automation. And ironically, in a time where a number of HR companies are selling people and services to do HR, 
We have this fabulous application called Rippling that has everything digital and online that we like an awful lot. So those are the ways we're using automation and things. Is your team locally based or do you have remote team as well? We have remote team. The core of the team was built in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. We uh, went remote when the, the pandemic hit. As we're growing the team, if you look at any job spec on Famous, it says we love remote employees. We want the we want the diversity, and so we recruit very actively outside California right now. Okay, great, awesome. Now, um, tell me a bit about your plans. What are, what are your plans for the next twelve months? Well, there's two vectors. One is that we're going to be very successful on Shopify. And then we want to airlift that experience to other well-known e-commerce platforms. Could be Salesforce, could be Big Commerce, could be Adobe. We'll figure that out. The second thing we're going to focus on in the next 12 months is really exploiting this opportunity of social commerce. How we tie the Facebook and Instagrams into the e-commerce experience. In fact, you're seeing that already right now with a recently announced partnership between TikTok and Shopify. So that's happening organically. We just want to be positioned there, as you and I have talked about, for the high-value products to create that engaging experience. That's where we want to be. Mm -hmm. Got it. Now, um, last question for the day, but this is always the most interesting one. Who has taught you the most um, of e-commerce in your career? The most of e-commerce? I'm going to bend that question a little bit because I'm fairly new to e-commerce. Uh, there's a gentleman who taught me a lot about business and shaping my leadership style. His name was John Gorman. John, with a guy named Glenn Bell, founded a taco stand you and I know as Taco Bell. Oh, they sold, wow. they sold it to PepsiCo for many millions of dollars <laughs> years ago. Uh, I would do breakfast with John. He was a mentor to me. He would talk. I would listen, just take all the lessons he would teach me. John passed away three years ago. And when I went to visit him, Norbert, he was in Southern California. I'm in Northern California. My wife and I flew down. John was in a bed in a home, you know, last vestiges of the man, barely conscious. I walked into the room, tapped him on the shoulder, said, John, it's Bob. John snapped right up. And Norbert, it was the funniest thing. He talked to me nonstop for two hours. Oh, Wow. And it wasn't all endearing. I mean, some of this was like things I had done wrong in my career, bad decisions I had made. And then after two hours, he snuggled back in bed and went to sleep. My wife and I left. His, his wife called us the next day. John passed away. Oh. My wife looked at me and Why said, not? you know, there was something remarkable about that experience. It was clear John knew he didn't have much time left on this earth. And it was like, doggone it, Bob, there are some things you need to hear I'm going to tell these to you right now while I'm still around. <laughs> that, was, that was the experience. It's really insane. Wow. Wow. This is an experience. Um, wow. Um, there's nothing to add. So um, fully understand where you come from. <laughs> With a lot of learnings and very valuable insights. Thank you very much, Bob. It was a great talk, great interview. Um, I think the outtakes from the day is, is really to, um, yeah, Look at social e-commerce and see if it is something for your company as well. Get online and uh, start the social sales process as well. And um, yeah, work with landing pages. Landing pages for your products give more valuable um, content, uh, more rich product descriptions and real landing pages to have a better experience. And as you heard, Bob, um, increased 
number of sales and increased number of conversions, actually. And those can really land up uh, at, at 30, 35% if you do it the right way. Yeah. Thanks okay, a lot. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. If I can give a quick plug, please check us out at famous.co. Famous.com is a footwear company. So check <laughs> us out. We can work together. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Thank you, Norbert. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.